Hey, hey, this is Norman Goodman here, and welcome to another episode of the Old Dog Soapbox Podcast. And um, I hope everyone's doing well. I've been uh, busy, a little sick. Um, I didn't get sick the whole time during this last two years, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, I got hit. But um, as Joe Rogan would say, I threw the kitchen sink at it, and um, everything is starting to look up. So I hope everybody's doing well again. And I appreciate everyone who finds value in any of my podcasts. I apologize for not um, making any podcasts as often as I should do or like everybody else. But I kind of sit on some ideas and thoughts for a while and I don't jump into the pool right away. I kind of look at the landscape and see what's going on in, in the world at large before I can put something together. Uh, that I feel like that's worth uh, talking about. So this podcast here, I want to, it's about, you know, my thoughts on the current events and things that's going on in our society that we definitely need to um, be aware to, be alert to, and be careful about. And today I want to touch on um, a little bit on the Ukraine and Russia, uh, West-led NATO uh, propaganda and situation. I touched on a little bit in uh, my last podcast. So I want to just hit it just want as a reminder to people just to get them to see certain things maybe they're not you know, looking at. Um, I also want to touch on the WHO, the World Health Organization, and uh, the transformation of the WHO taking uh, responsibility for the future pandemics that's, uh, that's going to come up. The more propaganda. I also want to talk about Cal- the California bills. That California, which has just fallen off the um, the nut wagon, as far as a state, nobody should be living in California. These bills that's going to require parents, well, not parents, everybody, anybody who's living in California, to uh, take this mRNA vaccine, which we already know is is garbage. Uh, but touch. I want to also touch on a little bit about that Will Smith uh, slap. I mean, and the African American community's reaction. And last but not least, I want to touch on the transgender situation, which you've heard me talk about before, but how it's impacting women. Okay, and how women need to wake up to it. So without further ado, let me go into my little bit of rant on the Ukraine and Russia uh, situation. Now, what I want everybody to kind of pay attention to, I just want you to think just a little bit. And I'm going to I'm going to use an example here. I'm going to use the Palestinians and the Zionist Jews. Okay, over here in supposedly Israel, but I still consider Palestine. In 1948, the Western world decided without a whole bunch of shenanigans that went on during World War One and World War Two that it was okay for the Zionist Jews to take over the lands of these Arabs, these Palestinians and other and other people that had been living in that area for thousands of years. Now the argument is that the Zionist Jews, Eastern European Jews, at some point throughout history had been expelled from that land. And that 
Now it's okay thousands of years later, thousands of years later for them to come back and reclaim that land. Now, a lot of people aren't really haven't done enough research or background. We live in a Western world that pushes uh, Christianity. So anything that's in the King James Version or Catholicism, uh, we all believe that this stuff is fact and that the Jews are the chosen people of God and that it's okay for them to come over there and and put the Palestinians in an open air concentration camp and have all kinds of crime against humanity and look the other way because the Christianity tells us that they're the chosen people of God and we should just let them go ahead and do it. And we need to support them by giving them a lot of money, $10.3 billion a year, give them a lot of arms and military, even though they don't contribute to our society in what, in any way, uh, form and fashion, but it's okay for that to happen. Okay, because that was their land. This is what the propaganda in the lives of, of being told to people. Nobody explains that, well, why was it 3% of the population of Jews actually living in Palestine for a thousand years and 97% of them all live in Europe? You know, Russia, Byzantium area, you know, um, you know, the Karzais, that's what they used to be called the Karzais. Why was it so many Jews over in Europe, Eastern European Jews over in Europe, and not so many in Africa. Was it was it because they had just been so displaced that all of them decided, you know what, we're just gonna go over to Europe and chill out. And then maybe we'll wait a couple thousand years and then to come back. You know, Moses Hess was the one that was was pounding this thing, you know, and got the European countries, Britain, France, and everybody else, a whole bunch of shenanigans and fuckery going on to say, okay, we'll give you this if you can get the United States into the war in World War One. Okay, we'll give you this after World War II. No, we got we have to get America into that world as well. So we okay with that happening in Palestine. We 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 usually TV advances on TV talking about oh my gosh, you know uh, the 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 the, the, it, the Jews over here have a right to defend themselves. Palestine is an occupied country, and and they have a right to get rid of or attack the people that's occupying their country forcefully. It would have been different if the Zionist Jews would have came over and said, hey, listen, can we, you know, live over here with you guys? We can be neighbors and whatever and learn each other's culture. No, that's not what they did. They went over there and started murdering people and still doing it today and enslaved them. Now, African-Americans, we have this beef about slavery, but yet we are okay with that slavery. Because that is a form of slavery. That is violence all day long over there. But we're okay with that. Right? So, I'm, I'm, a, I'm coming around to the Ukraine and Russia situation. Now, Ukraine was part of Russia at one time. Before the collapse of the USSR in the 90s. Right? So, let's fast forward to today. What the argument is, well, Putin wants to go back and bring Ukraine into Russia. Well, hold up. If... The Zionist, if it's okay for the Zionist Jews to do that, then why can't Putin and Russia bring Ukraine back into the fold? That's the argument. That's the propaganda. That's the lie that's been touted here in America. Now, of course, we have a lot of Americans that's like being led by the nose, like bulls with a ring in their nose. They've been led by, they're just so damn stupid. They don't even know anything. They're just going along with whatever the trend is for that particular day. But, but they're not digging into the Western, the West, the United States led NATO situation and understand that there's a lot more going on. 
Nobody in the United States but a very small group of people should ever be talking about Ukraine and Russia because no one else knows about it. Very smooth, a very small group, very small group knows the history of that same thing all over the world. The rest of us, we don't know shit. Nobody should be talking about it. It should be in anybody's podcast. Joe Rogan, nobody should be talking about it at all because we don't know enough about it because that's not in our wheelhouse. You get some guys go over there and say, oh, I went over there and I saw all this. Oh, Ukraine is going through and Putin's such a bad guy. Listen, as long as I've been alive and I could comprehend things, there's always been, Russia's always been the bad guy. Oh, Russia, 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 China, 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 Russia, Russia, Russia. It's always some conflict. And we in the United States are supposed to be the defenders of democracy and we're the good guys, which I call bullshit on all the time. If you've ever listened to my podcast. So my thing about that whole situation in Russia and Ukraine and all the propaganda and the lies that's coming out of that situation and the United States is constantly pumping in money and weapons in Ukraine. I mean, it looks like Venezuela all over again. You know, we're going to try to overthrow Russia by not fighting Russia, but we're going to do it in an indirect way by, by giving arms and stuff to Ukraine, which Ukraine is extremely, extremely racist against non-Ukrainians, Russian-speaking people. They embrace the Nazi ideology. Okay? I'm not saying that, that Putin and Russia are good guys. There's no such thing as good guys. United States, England, nobody. People that empower because the human nature is what it is. You want to know the, you want to know the true character of people? Give them a little bit of power. You'll, you'll, you'll know it. So, so I'm not looking at and trying to, you know, support and hug, you know, Putin and Russia. And I'm definitely not doing it with Ukraine. But what I'm saying is there's a lot more going on that a lot of us, you know, regular people don't know enough about to have an opinion about. So, again, leave that shit alone. Leave it alone because all it is is a diversion from the coronavirus situation. So while you focusing on Ukraine and everybody got flags on their houses about Ukraine, supports Ukraine, my thing is, the hell with Ukraine. I don't know enough about Ukraine. We need to focus on our own four walls. Leave that shit alone, okay? Because it's a diversion. And I'm going to roll right into that with the WHO and the coronavirus, okay? Now, May of this year, the... All the protocols and everything was supposed to roll over and become the responsibility of the World World Health Organization. There's 194 countries that are in that little club. And and, And they all were gonna agree that the WHO, the World Health Organization, was gonna be in charge of mandating policies in the future for all future pandemics. See, they already got, they already got the pandemics planned out. It's all scripted. This is why I've always that's why I've been saying the last two years that this whole pandemic stuff was a fraud. There was never a pandemic. It was all a lie. And to see everybody arguing about it and fighting about it, and oh my God, look at these statistics, and oh my God, and then all of a sudden you don't see Fauci on television anymore. So the WHO was supposed to take over in May, but there was a little pushback. 
So now they're going to have some summit in 2023. And then in 2024, the WHO was supposed to take over all protocols. Now, those 194 countries will no longer have sovereignty. They will not be able to make a decision on their own without the guidance of the WHO on how to handle the next pandemic. Whatever the WHO says, that's law. That means all 55 republic states here in the United States, because the United States is basically leads the WHO, will have to abide by that. And you know there will be a fight. You know there's going to be some lawsuits against that. This is what they're trying to usher. And I mean digital passports. I'm talking about now putting as far as the vaccination schedule for all your children. Everybody knows that this mRNA therapeutic drug is not a vaccine and it was destroying and killing people. We know that. Why? <clears throat> because the courts, excuse me, forced the FDA and Pfizer to give up 55,000 documents of the Pfizer's uh, trials. And eight pages of that, eight pages alone, had all the adverse events, myocarditis, pericarditis was in it, of all the things that was happening to people in those trials. And the people who were in those trials who were trying to speak out got squashed. That information never came out. So now the truth is coming out. That's why you don't see Fauci. That's why you don't see that stuff pushed on TV now. They had to pivot because the wheels had come off of the, the damn train. But it didn't go anywhere, folks. Look what's happening in California right now. There's a big fight going on in California right now because the California governor and the mayor are pushing these bills that's pretty much saying in a nutshell that if you live or plan to do business in the state of California, you must show proof of vaccination. Everybody in the state of California from K through 12 will be required to get vaccinated and the mRNA uh, therapeutic drug is going to be part of the vaccination schedule for children. Well, with all the information that's coming out, how dangerous and all the people that died from it and been injured from it, and the state of California with their wokeness don't care. They're going to try to push this through while everybody's focused on Ukraine. That's why I said, leave that Ukraine shit alone. You got to stay focused. Stay, don't let them get you off track. Stay focused. Keep your focus on the coronavirus. Because this, this is what they're going to usher in. A whole lot of bullshit. Trans, transhumanism. Everything. I mean, it's a whole list. I mean, these guys are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, man. They're talking about you will not have any will. You will not own anything and you will be happy. Okay? The fourth industrial revolution. Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and all these billionaires and Davos. Hell, they just had a, a world... Uh, summit while everybody else was focusing on dumb shit they were sitting over here having a world summit talking about yo we need to step this thing up we need to get these people uh, 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 indoctrinated get them going this is what you have to watch out for you gotta pay attention to this stuff folks I will I will ask you to please go look up this thing with the WHO it's out there just have to have some you know, do some due diligence and look this stuff up. But 
the WHO, 109, any of countries that do not comply or bend the knee for the WHO once this happens will catch it, period. Catch it. So I'm asking everybody right now, please do your due diligence. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid because it's all coming out. Everything's coming out. That's why you don't see Fauci anymore. This is ridiculous beyond absurdity. Okay? So just keep your eyes open. Do not ignore the coronavirus. Please do not take that shot. Because it's not about right now, folks. It's about the next 10, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. I mean, these guys are already have stuff in people's bodies right now that people are not aware of. I was in uh, Wawa, and I heard this, these people talking about how they got sick taking a shot. And one gentleman said, I'm not taking that booster. I'm like, but you already... You already screwed up when you drank the Kool-Aid. That's why you never watch legacy media. You don't watch them because they. It's all about propaganda and lies. You know, I go to Rock Fan because everybody, a lot of people who've been uh, kicked off of Rock uh, of YouTube are on Rock Fan. Substack, Chris Hedges, Greenwall, all these guys now on Substack. If you want to get some real news. Or you want to get some real information that you can chew on, you have to go to these platforms now. You got to go to Rome. You got to go to uh, um, these platforms in order to get a different narrative. If you don't, then you're going to continue to be pimped going through this whole process. So again, a lot of people over there, they're not giving up on that coronavirus stuff, man. They they still pumping this information out. And some of these doctors who was pushing the vaccine, they're confused now, man. They're shocked when these 55 documents came, when these 55,000 documents came out, one doctor said, I'm a doctor and I couldn't even understand half the shit. So how does a lay person like me or you are going to understand that? He says, it's just fuckery all over the place. Yeah. And I've said it from the beginning. They've been lying to you from the very beginning. That's why me and my family never bought into the whole narrative for any reason, for any reason. So again, keep your eyes open, stay focused. Do not get caught up in the Ukraine and Russia situation, okay? Now let's roll over into the one thing I have been trying to avoid, but every time I turn around, even Rockfin and the people that I, I listen to are talking about the freaking Will Smith slap on Chris Rock. I, I was just, I was like, I don't want to know about this. It's just, it's, it's, I don't even watch any of that stuff. I don't follow celebrities. If you listen to any of my podcasts before, you know I do not follow celebrities. Football, sports athletes, with football, basketball, hockey, tennis, whatever. I used to be one of them dumb people that used to do that. I don't do that anymore. Okay? I don't follow Oscars or anything. I don't worship a man. I don't worship a woman. I don't worship none of that stuff. Humans humans are too screwed up to follow anybody. I might like something that someone is saying and it may may hit a nerve or strike a nerve. Or I may pick up some information that I, that I wasn't aware of before, but I don't worship. If you look at my library, I have everybody in my library. I have a combination of everybody in my library because I want to get all angles all angles i have i have people in my library that that don't like how it zen's people's history of american of america i have i have those people in my library because i want to see what they're saying as well a lot of people aren't built that way they don't want to hear the other side they don't want to hear the anti you know they don't want to hear that 
the antithesis. They don't want to hear that. They want to just hear the good stuff, the stuff that fits their narrative, and that's it. So let me roll into the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. So once I was forced to watch it, I was absolutely disgusted by it. This is this is the main reason what that drives me crazy about African Americans. Because at no point should we be putting our hands on each other unless someone is physically trying to attack you and you have to defend yourself. That's the only reason. Never behind words. People get murdered for looks or for a word or for wearing the wrong color in these gangs and African-American communities. It happens all the time. Why? Because we are not sophisticated. We have we have minds of children, infants. We we are not, we don't know how to handle the real world. We live in a a, a abstract world, the metaphysical world, which is always in space. We look at ourselves and think think about ourselves in a way that's not true. We lie to ourselves all the time. So Will Smith gets up because Chris Rock says wasn't even a joke, you know, about Jada Pickett. I mean, this is a dysfunctional family by all stretch of imaginations. And he just said something about G.I. Jane. Will, and, and, and he's laughing. Will laughs first, but then his wife doesn't laugh. Okay, like Candace Oren said, and she said it perfectly. She had already castrated Will. Will was no more no more of a man than a fucking little teeny baby boy coming out of the womb. He looked like a man. He sounded like a man, but that's not a man. Anybody who gets on television in front of the world and talks about, have a roundtable with his wife about her having an affair with her son's best friend because she hasn't felt good in a long time and him still saying, I will still defend you. That right there... That's a, I, I don't even want to call him a beta. He's just a pussy. He's done. He's pussy whip. He's, I don't even know what to say about him. Go out there and make another movie, bro, because you're not, you're not an example. That's why his family is so dysfunctional. Functional the way it is. But he gets up there and he attacks Chris Rock in front of everybody, the world, people who think that stuff is important and watch that stuff. I mean, the ratings were horrible from my understanding. And Chris Rock, to his credit, he had every right to get in the Will Smith ass. But to his credit, he stood his ground. He said, wow, I just got the, the, the shit slapped out of me by Will, uh, 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 Will Smith. And then Will sits in his chair and berates the man. Keep my wife's mouth out of your fucking mouth. Not once, but twice. And Chris was like, not a problem. And then everybody's clapping. People are not holding Will accountable. And then they give him an award. And, oh, okay. I mean, it's just nobody got up and checked Will or Jada at that moment. Not on Twitter. Everybody wants to run on Twitter when the, when the time to take care was right there. Right at that spot when Will got up out of his chair. That was the time to check that right there. Jada should have said, Will, get your ass back over here. 
but she's a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs just as much as he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So she yanked his chain. And if I was Chris Rock, I don't know if I would have, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know if I would have, the moment Will would have got up out of his chair, I know the way my mind works because I took martial arts, I was in wrestling or whatever. I got that mentality still built in my mind. I would have immediately took my jacket off and squared off because he was coming to do something and I'm going to assume he's coming to do something. And my thing is, is to hit him before he hit me. I'm going to get him before he get me. I'm not going to give him a chance. But credit to Chris Rock because he was adult in the room. I don't know if I would have had the strength to, to do that. That's just, I'm just not built that way. I don't know if I would have had the strength to do that. Okay. I mean, the instinct was would have came out. So, Will's not being held accountable. So, then you get these so-called African-American intellectuals that get on PBS and a couple of them on YouTube. One said, one <laughs> said, white people don't understand the Will Smith slap. I wasn't even going to listen to that mess. Again, ignorant African-Americans who think they know what the hell is going on because they got some badges, some degrees, degrees on the wall, or they might be a musician or they might have some music fame or uh, uh, been in the movies or whatever are are supposed to be the voice for the uh, African-American voice uh, of people on trying to explain why that was okay for Will Smith to attack another human being and not just another human being but another African-American male was 90% of African-Americans are murdered by African-Americans 240 African-American babies plus are being aborted every day by African-American women. I've already talked about that in previous podcasts. That's why I said the Black Lives Matter thing is garbage and it's a sham. Nobody should be wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt or even supporting it. It's garbage. And 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 the and the make and, and then you get a then you get this woman who writes an op-ed that says that they tried to explain that it was 400 years of aggression and suppression built up in Will Smith. And that's why he acted the way he did. And I, I, I was about to fall out of my chair. I'm like, so Chris Rock, who is African-American, why didn't he express his 400 years of suppression and re- aggression against Will Smith when Will Smith hit him? Why was he able to be the adult in the man in the room. What, his 400 years is not as bad as Will Smith? So we're going to justify that Will Smith was had 400 years built up in him? Will Smith is what? Is he 50 yet? I don't know. But I can tell you, he hadn't lived 350 years. He never picked cotton. He never was in the sugarcane fields. He never in the rice fields. He never was sold. He was never beaten. He was never misused you know, by a, a slave master. So what was the 400? Is it in our DNA now as African-Americans? We got that in our DNA. So it's, so it's, it's justifiable for us to, to lash out and be violent. That's ridiculous. And this woman was an academic talking this mess. Then there was another gentleman who was a professor who tried to justify it by saying African-American, this is the way African-American men are showing off for the African-American women or showing that they can protect them by being violent 
and then turned around and said Chris Rock was violent by cracking a joke about Jada's baldness when African-American women are dying of diseases every day like no other group of women are dying of disease, just African-Americans. And so he was violent. He's a comedian. If you can't take the heat, just get the hell out of the kitchen. So the thing that got me was the, and you didn't see any Black Lives Matters protests. You didn't see anybody out here really holding him accountable and really getting at him because this is the one thing that has 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 hurt the African-American community that the African-American community is so desperate for respect and validation from other groups on the world. And these are the things that, that has happened to us. We got a self-destruction button that we do stuff like this and then we try to justify the violence as it was appropriate. But if that had been a white man, non-African-American white man that had walked on that stage and slapped Chris Rock, Oh my goodness, cities and towns would have been blown up. You'd have seen a protest all over the place. Every African American would weave and, and, and nod ahead and think that they know the hell. I mean, they've been grabbing arms and saying, and we'll overcome, we'll be in the fucking street today. This is how we have become numb as African Americans to violence against African Americans, African Americans against African Americans. We justify the violence instead of condemning it. But we condemn it when it's a non-African-American checking or violence against an African-American. It's ridiculous beyond absurdity. And this is why I've, I've, I've said, and I'm going to continue to say, African-Americans as a whole, because I can't pick out these people, you know, these people, that people that's not like that. I And I'm part of that. As a whole, we are done. We are done. We will never gain the respect. We will never gain the credibility. No matter how much we complain, no matter how much we march, we will never get it because of shit like that. And excuse my French, because of stuff like that or my English, I'm sorry. We will never get it. So again, everybody needs to understand. And then there was another distraction to keep you from the coronavirus. So you had the Ukraine, you had the Will Smith slap, and then... (laughs) To keep you, um, you know, distracted. It was a disgusting act that every African-American should have been out and should have uh, held Will Smith accountable for that. So, um, it's sad. That's all I have to say. It's a sad thing. All right. Now, enough of that. I'm going to roll into one of the hot topics for me. And it's a transgender movement or the transgender mental illness as I like to say and I'm going to get on the women I'm going to get on them I'm going to get on the lesbian women I'm going to get on the heterosexual women I'm going to get on the feminists I'm going to get on the religious women and I'm going to get on the heterosexual men I got to put us all in there because we always talk about not disrespecting women. Not disrespecting women and abusing women and protecting women. Our culture is built around that now. 
Me Too movement, all of that stuff, right? We got woman power. We, we've, we've taken a man and threw him to the side and called him a monster. And we've propped up women as the superheroes of the world now. Okay. With that being said, when you have men with mental illness that wake up and say, I am a woman because I identify myself as a woman and you have to change the pronouns and then we get politicians to put law laws into place to validate that mental illness and we sit and do nothing we are part of the problem. Matter of fact, we are the problem because there's no way that there should be a question about biology when it comes to male and female. You have XY chromosomes, which are males, XX chromosome, which is female. You can't change it with a thought, right? But yet, we have women who are supporting this nonsense, not understanding that this is misogyny. That this is an attack on the woman. This is hate speech on a woman. <laughs> Women aren't getting this. When a man says, I am a woman, that's hate speech against women. Are, are y'all hearing me out there? I mean, I'm just trying to get everybody out of Never Never Land and get you to wake up and understand what is happening to women. Women have worked hard, had to battle for the inches that they've achieved in this society. Some good, some not so good. There's been some pros and cons in this whole feminist thing for women. Women have definitely gained but yet suffered. The family has gained and has suffered because of all of this mess. And I have to put the foot and I have to put the foot at the LGBTQ community because once we allow, and this is, let me go and say this one second. I was listening to an interview that um, Mr. Griffin, G. Edward Griffin, you know, the guy that wrote, you know, The World Without Cancer, and Jekyll Island, and he was having an interview with a Russian defector many years ago. I think it was in the 80s. Uh, I couldn't find it, but but it's there. If you look at YouTube, it should be there. And one thing, he was talking about how the United States, how the American people were just, <laughs> just easy to manipulate. But he said something that stood out to me in that interview. He said, never let the queers into politics. So I said, okay, what, what is he talking about? He said that the difference between gays and there's a difference between queers. He says, gays live their lives. They're not political. They're not trying to change their world, change the world to fit their ideology. They are just living their lives. He said, but queers, on the other hand, want to change the world into their image. And they'll do anything. They'll take any Machiavellian tactic. They'll lie. They'll do anything they can to get the world to see, to get the world to look at the world through their eyes. 
So this is when you're seeing this transgender and this LGBTQ stuff that's in politics and you can't say this and you can't say that. Those are queers. When you see people riding around with LGBTQ and trans flags, those are queers. Those aren't gay people. Because I know gay people. I've been around gay people. They never talk about stuff like that. They don't walk around with flags and stuff. They're living their lives. I know this guy's gay, but he's cool as hell. He comes to work dressed like a man or whatever. Boom, boom, boom. I know this guy's gay. I know that girl's in a lesbian relationship. Cool as hell. Break bread with him, hang out with him and everything. That discussion never comes up. But the queers, on the other hand, all they want to do is fight. They got their socks, their shirts, their glasses. They got everything. It's got that to show you. Guess right. I am proud to be queer. And again, that's a private matter. But when you try to force that shit into society and you try to demonize people who don't go along with it, that means you have a narrow, you have, you, you only have one lens. You're living in an abstract world. So these trans men, and let's talk about Mr. Thomas at Penn. Okay, when the NCAA said that he could he could swim against the girls because he identifies himself with the girls as a woman and he's taking a lot of estrogen pills to drop his testosterone. You can't drop testosterone like that. Ever. You could do it for a hundred years, you'll never. Once you go through puberty as a male, it's a wrap, man down. You are a male, you are a man. That's it. There is no going back. But what got me about the women in in that NCAA in that competition all during the season, these young women didn't say anything. They were quiet. They might have talked amongst themselves behind the doors, but they were quiet. They went along with it. They didn't want to seem like that they were, you know, phobia about anything. Here's a grown-ass man walking in the women's back, uh, locker room with a penis and balls saying that he's a woman. And these girls are uncomfortable seeing that, but they dare not say anything. Why? Because the administration told them not to. Well, you know what? The administration could have told them they couldn't, but if they really had a strong views on it, because all these women are supposed to be proud, strong women, they would have, struck, they would have pushed back against the NCAA. They would have said, well, we're not swimming. He going to swim by his goddamn self. I mean, they did it in a, uh, in, a, in a biking competition just a week ago when a young man who had just won two weeks ago a men's bicycle championship and all of a sudden wanted to say he was a girl and wanted to go and, and race against the women. And all the women said, we ain't, we not racing against this fool. They boycotted it to where that association had said, okay, bro, you can't, you can't swim. You can't, you can't ride a bike. So again, the, the girls accepted it until it got down to the NCAA championship. Now all of a sudden they're crying and they're complaining. Was too late. The time to complain about it was when the NCAA said it in the first place. Y'all should did at the beginning of the year. So you have this one young lady, last name is Gaines, and she tied fifth place with Mr. Thomas. I'm not gonna call him Leah because he's a goddamn man. I'm not gonna give him. I'm not gonna give him that. Okay, because that's me going into it. And so she tied with him fifth place. When she went behind, her name is Riley. Rally games. When she went behind the, the 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 behind the table to talk to the people that was in charge, they were telling her, "Well, you know, we know you tied for fifth place, 
with, with, with Mr. Thomas. But we're going to give him the trophy to stand on the podium. And we'll send yours in the mail. So she bought the complaint and bought the complaint and bought the complaint to where it was like, you know what? We respect your talents. We'll give you the sixth place trophy and you can stand on the pole with the sixth place trophy. Instead of her refusing that and raising hell, she took the sixth place trophy so she could get a picture on the goddamn in the newspaper. You get what I'm saying? She, 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 and now she's speaking out. She's a senior. Her career, swimming career is over. She don't have anything to worry about. But she still bit the knee. She still took the sixth place so she can get her plate, her picture in the papers. This is the shit I'm talking about with these women. It's like they're easy to, and now she's speaking out. Well, the time to speak out was way at the beginning of the year. Not after y'all let this, this man swim all year long and win all the titles from and take all these titles from you girls. Some some young lady got a scholarship to swim and got that taken away from her by a man. Who's the real misogynist here? Trans men are misogynistic all day long. They hate women. They hate women and women don't get it. Women are so focused on the heterosexual male as being misogynist that they don't pay attention to the trans male that's misogynist. They are literally pushing you out of your lane and telling you to go kick rock. Get out of here. I was listening to a group of them talking and the guy was like, well, you know, if they lose their their space, so what? They lose their space. That means they didn't deserve it anyway. Matter of fact, I just want to get rid of all gender and all sports anyway. These were men that were supposedly gay or trans talking about how they felt about the, the biological female. They had disdain and hatred for you guys as women. And women aren't getting it. The feminists aren't getting it. The Christian and religious women aren't getting it. The heterosexual women aren't getting it. And the men who's supposed to protect the women aren't getting it. This is an assault on not just the heterosexual family and the traditional family. This is an assault on women. And you guys are being crushed and y'all need to wake up every single woman should be fighting this shit i'm talking about genetically woman no more than a hetero a, a, a trans girl is a male you don't see them goddamn girls trying to come up there and kill people the male every time they do they get crushed i don't care how much testosterone she could she take the moment she get in there with a full grown ass man she don't get her ass whipped and again that's violence against women I thought we were trying to stop that shit. But yet, we're allowing women to be beaten up by men because these women think they're men. There are certain lines in the sand that we should not cross, folks. And this is a big one. You know, my wife says, she said the whole idea behind the LGBTQ and the trans is that they're trying to get our children. These are pedophilias here. These are pedophiles. They're trying to get our babies. This is why the LGBT community walked out on Disney. Disney is a gay organization now, folks. A gay organization. This is who they are. There's an LGBTQ agenda, and they are in full support of it. Lightyear, you know, Buzz Lightyear, the, the Pixar cartoon anime, they, there was a scene 
of a gay relations in that cartoon where two males were supposed to kiss, it was taken out. And to appease the LGBTQ community at Disney, they put it back in. They're after our children, folks. Disney is not Disney anymore. This is something else. This is a monster. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. This is horrible. And this is something that we should not stand for. Okay? We shouldn't stand for it. DeSantis in Florida, my man, not saying that he's perfect. He's a human being or whatever. He's a politician. You know how I feel about politicians. A lot of them are full of shit. A lot of them are whores and prostitutes, especially on Capitol Hill in Congress. Okay? But this man has been getting kicked and, and berated from for the last two years. It got a policy laws passed in Florida. And I know a lot of you guys have heard about it. That there will be no gender education or sex education from K, kindergarten to third grade. And after that, it has to be age appropriate and parental consent. All these LGBTQs walked out on Disney because Disney wasn't saying anything against the Santas. And he got it passed. And they were upset. Why would you be upset? Because you know what they're trying to do? They know they're a small minority. But they figure in a generation or two, they could be the majority. The world can literally be Sodom and Gomorrah. So this is what these people are after. They're after your children. They want to sleep with your children. And if you let stuff like this go on, the consent, the age of consent, go drop from 18 to 15 to 14 to 12 to 10 to 9. You get where I'm going with this? This is what's going to happen. What we do today is going to affect us 10, 20, 30 years from now. A lot of us are already going to be dead. But our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren are going to reap the horrors of this because we didn't do enough right now. So my thing to everybody out there is you need to not need to boycott Disney. Disney is a gay organization. They're proud to be a gay organization. And they don't care about the heterosexual or the Christians or the or the Muslims or the 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 the, the uh, other religious groups out there. They don't care. They just want to appease the LGBT. I don't know what kind of hold this group has on all these organizations. You got 150 organizations that signed up as protests against the Santas in Florida. All these woke, they call it the woke, you know, uh, 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 attitude. You know, critical race theory, trans this. One guy was running for office in, in, in Texas and said, don't, don't mess with the trans children. And I'm like, and the way they muddy that up is, that, no, trans kids. So what they did is they used kids because they know everybody's, you know, sensitive when it comes to children. I don't like calling them kids because kids is a billy goat, but children. So what they did is they used children because that's something everybody can get behind. And then they piggyback with the trans thing, they piggyback on the children. So if you're against the trans children, then you're against children. You see how they, you know, use semantics. They, they, they twisted everything to get you trapped into that spider web. No, you got to stand your ground. You got to say, no, that's unacceptable. There should not be any trade. You have one executive at, at Disney and she has, she's so proud. She has a trans, two trans children that she's proud. One was 
transgender and one was pangender. Me and my wife said, what's pangender? Oh, that's binary. They don't know if they want to be boy or girl on this particular moment. This is madness. It is mental illness. Okay? There's an article, an essay that was written by a woman. Her name is Kathleen Starks. Uh, and she's a writer and former professor of philosophy at the University of Sussex. And she wrote an essay called The Fictition, The Fictional World of the Trans Activism. There's nothing harmless about denying the truth. So I, I, I encourage you to look for this article. Her name is Kathleen Starks. And I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but what she pretty much says is this. The trans community is living in a fantasy world. I like to call it the metaphysics. Okay, they're living in an abstract world. Because the way they've taken this thing about gender and twisted it in a million different ways, if you pay attention to it, you'll be all fucked up in the head. It's like a spider web. It's like a black web. It's a spider web. You get caught in the spider web and the more you struggle, the more you get tangled up because you've lost focus. You got to stay on, you got to stay on topic. You got to deal with facts and biology. You can't let them muddy up the, muddy up the, uh, the water because that's what they're trying to do. Okay. Just stick with the biology. Don't get caught up in the other stuff. That's a trap. Just stick with the biology. Stick with the facts. Don't stick with the fantasy. But I would encourage you to definitely go over this article. And it's, it's, I'm just going to read one or maybe two comments that uh, a, couple, a couple of people left. Let me see. Uh, one person. Let me see. Excuse me for the noise. I'm trying to flip pages here. There was one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was one here. Uh, and I'm not going to give the name of the person. But it says, uh, a fantastic essay that clearly uh, discusses the issues around the immoral, abusive, and violent trans movement. And much of it can be applied to all of the LGBTQXXXX. This is an attack on the family and the foundations of all that is good and true. We must show all people love but defend ourselves from these attacks. You know, and I'm just going to read that one. That's all I'm going to read. But that's exactly, this person nailed it. They just nailed it. You know, we have people out here, right? I mean, this is an attack on a heterosexual and the family and the, fun, and the fundamentals, the foundation, what made us who we are. I'm not going to tell you I'm a deeply religious person. I'm not going to tell you all of that stuff. I grew up in the church, and as you well know if you listen to my podcast. But one thing I firmly believe in, that the family consists of a male and a female. Not two males with a child, not two females with a child, but a man and a woman who can procreate and bring life, a copy of themselves into the world. Two gay men can't do that. And two lesbians can't do that. They can't do that on their own. Especially the lesbians. They can't do it. Okay. We don't need any scientists in some lab creating Frankensteins. That say hey I can get a man to have a baby. That is a fraud. If a man can have a baby that's a woman. <laughs> that's simple. That's simple. And then you, you see all the, the, the indoctrination of the young people today. 
especially on the university campuses. It's sad. It's a sad thing. Because, again, they're going, I mean, literally just, the, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And I would have never thought in my life that I could see something like that. But a lot of us have been living under a rock. A lot of us have been daydreaming. And it's time for all of us to wake up. God is not going to fix this for us, guys. Allah is not going to fix this. We have to fix this as human beings. We got to fix it. And we got to goddamn protest. Every single church, minister, pastor, needs to get off their asses and get out here in the street like we used to. Do not listen to the T.D. Jakes and the George Myers or Osteen. You know how I feel about those TV evangelists. Don't listen to these people. They're Judas goats. They're leading you to your death. We need to focus on let the dead take care of the dead. Let the living take care of the living. We need to focus on now, the earth, here, the terrestrial. We need to focus on this. While we're living, we need to take care of business while we are breathing. This is what we need to do. We need to spend our time making sure that the madness is not going on. That's what we need to do. It's been a, I, I had to touch on these things. Um, and I also encourage people to go back and listen to uh, Eisenhower's farewell address to the nation. January 17, 1961. When he talks about the military industrial complex and the science industry. I'm just going to throw that in at the end, a little tidbit. Because we, we are living in a, 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 a time to where the world as we know it, there are some psychopaths at Davos, the World Economic Forum, the World Government Summit. These are psychopaths, man. These people are, they're not right. And I'm going to say this thing to the African-American community. Y'all need to get out of this fantasy world and wake the fuck up. That's what y'all need to do. Stop being concerned about buying the latest clothes and driving the latest car and telling yourself nice little sweet lies that you have made it because you got a degree and you sitting in an AC building inside a computer and you got a ton of weave in your hair. And you wearing high heels with the tightest jeans on you can wear, you can wear and shaking your butt all over the place when you've done absolutely Z fucking row. Every woman that walks around here right now to say she's a feminist has done nothing. You're standing on the shoulders of giants. That's the only reason why you are in the position that you're in today. And the same thing with the men. We need to get off our asses and we need to start taking charge in our homes and outside of our homes. That's what we need to start doing. We need to be partners with our women and we need to make sure that they feel whether you're African-American, white, Asian, or whatever, we need to make sure our women feel protected, that we got their backs. It's not about finances, all about money all the goddamn time. We keep thinking that's what it's all about. Yes, money does give you more options. I am not discounting it. I wish I had more of it. But we need to show our presence in our communities as men, not as gangsters, not degrading our women, not using the word in the African-American community. Joe Rogan can't say nigger, but we can say nigger. It's okay. That's hypocrisy. If I ever, if I ever seen it, it's hypocritical. 
if a white man can't use that word and a white woman can't use that word, then goddamn it, we can't use that word. It's degrading. That's the way it is, period. And I'm just kind of throwing a little stuff at the end because, you know, like an end cap, you go on to Walmart <laughs> a few days, I'm trying to filter out of my out of my system. But, um, yeah, I want to talk about the, uh, uh, these things. I've been kind of sitting on them for a little bit, you know. I've been sitting on them, and I want to encourage African-Americans and all families around, get rid of the TVs and build a library in your home. Teach your children how to read, write, and spell, Okay. We need to get rid of uh, affirmative action because I think that's done nothing but hurt us and hurt other people. Look at what's happening to the uh, Asians right now. The Asians are always kicking ass in uh, mathematics and science, and now they're being told because of affirmative action they can't go to MIT because the quota for Asians are in in those universities, and now we got to keep have room for the African Americans who are not qualified. To be in those universities my father he does plumbing and sometimes I go out with him to help him so there was a um, I think the, the map I don't know if he was Indian or whatever uh, Iranian I know he's from the Middle East but he's a professor at one of the uh, uh, at Norfolk State University he's a math professor because I asked him what his discipline was he says I'm a math professor I'm the, I'm the, I'm the guy they hate on campus he said they don't want to learn he said they think Google is where they can do they do research. They don't want to do the math. They don't want to do the work. These are African Americans. This is at a this is at an African this is at a, a traditional African American university, North State University. Same thing at Hampton University. Same thing at the other uh, uh, historical black universities. They don't want to do the math. They don't want the education. So they'll go into professions like education, which doesn't pay much. And then complain that they're being discriminated against when the Asian children are going into the professions that are paying, which is going to be things dealing with math and science and tech. Those are things that's paying the money. But education is not. And most African-Americans go into education because it's easy, but it doesn't pay much. So it's not... And, and a lot of women, same way, they'll get upset and say, men getting paid more than women, but what jobs are you going into? The jobs you go into are the jobs that's not paying that much. If you want to get paid like the men, go into those fields of science and mathematics and tech. That's where the money is, but not in education. Okay, not in social work. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not. So again... These are the issues. That's why I think affirmative action needs to go away. But first, years ago, when someone said that I was indignant, man, I was I was incensed. Like, well, what do you mean we need affirmative action? And then I got with Thomas. I got with Thomas Sowell. I started buying Thomas. I listened to him on YouTube, and I started buying his books. And I started educating myself on him and and Dr. Walter Williams and Milton Friedman and what they were saying made so much fucking sense. Look at the data. Look at the data. You know, and I'm going to leave this one thing to you, with you, before I leave. Facts don't care about your opinions, don't care about your beliefs, and don't care about your feelings. Facts don't care what kind of political party you're in, what kind of gender you believe you are. Facts. It's the only thing that matters and counts. 
And if no one, and if somebody's talking from an opinion base, you ignore them. You want them to talk from facts. And if they can't talk from facts, then they talking bullshit. That's it. You got to call it the way it is. So that's my little, uh, that's my rant for right now. These are things I have been holding on to. And I want to, uh, I want to put that in this podcast. So, uh, everybody know, but anyway, I want everybody to have a great day. Stay sharp, stay safe, uh, protect your families. And, um, I will talk to you on the next episode of the old dog soapbox podcast. This is Norman Goodman signing off. Peace. Great, 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 Norman Goodman. This is awesome. Like you nailed my thoughts, and this is what I've been thinking about in the couple of couple of weeks now about religion. Uh, I've uh, I've been religious for the first thirty years of my life, and right now I'm questioning everything I have ever believed that have been taught to me. And listening to your podcast on religion nailed everything I've ever wondered. You know, as a Christian born into Christianity, there's this um, loneliness you feel when you begin to question all of these things. So I had to go looking for those that believe in the same thing with me. And I saw and I I listened to your podcast and kind of made my day. Thank you so much for being real. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and for being who you are, for being critical. That's the way I am. I'm critical and and I have this podcast I'm working on about religion and how Africans should question religion.